Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet it can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX Podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky, Director of Product Management at Kubra. With everything going the way of digital today, have printed communications become an unnecessary touchpoint between customers and their providers? Not quite. Utilities and local government serve a variety of customers, and a good percentage of them rely on that monthly paper bill. In today's episode, we're talking about good old print and mail channel and uncovering why organizations cannot leave it out of their customer experience strategy. We've asked Cynthia Hayward, team lead of the software behind Kubra's iMail solution to join us today. Thanks for chatting with us today, Cynthia. Hi, Alfred. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I'd like to just jump right in and ask the big why question. Why do utilities and other organizations need to focus on their physical print communications you know, when we're constantly hearing about digital and channel, you know, digital and electronic and, um, you know, papers, you know, want to save trees, papers go in the way of the dodo. Like, why? Okay, sure. Well, as you know, Alfred, we're in the midst of a digital revolution, and not everyone is quite ready to convert all of their documents to the digital outlets. There's a significant number of consumers out there that still want to receive that printed mail. Uh, in 2018, Kuba actually surveyed over a thousand utility customers about their attitudes towards utility billing, and 42% of those chose printed mail as their number one choice to receive that document. Surprising to see that email came in second place within this category. So, you know that 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 blows my mind. So um, last month when we were talking with Sarah and we we were looking at these, um, you know, the, these surveys, it seemed like email was a little bit ahead of snail mail, snail mail, and that was already like blowing my mind. But now what you're saying is it's it's actually maybe a little bit different even. Like email was slightly behind snail mail as a preferred delivery channel. Like I wonder why that's the case. I find that really hard uh, to believe. Like, is this a surprise to you based on the work that you've been doing in this field? It's not really a surprise. We see that uh, companies are sometimes struggling to reach their digital adaptation goals. And we see a lot of older generations that are more comfortable with receiving their documents as hard copies. Digital may, be, digital may be taking over, but it's not happening as quickly as we thought it might have. So so we've been talking a lot about utilities here, so electric, gas, water utilities, and the trends there. I, I wonder, have you seen anything about the trends, uh, um, these kind of trends for services other than utilities? Yeah, sure thing. So we also examine the government services and the preferences that we have over there. And in this case, we see email ahead of mail at 54% and mail just behind that at 31% as a preference. But they're still the first and second option. And that, I mean, those numbers still amaze me. But I guess maybe that's because they don't align with my experience and preferences. And, you know, maybe it's a generational thing. So Because I know my preference is e-bill, e like don't send me more paper. There's already too much paper in my house. And then some kind of auto pay option. It's like, um, I don't want to think about it. But, you know, that's, those are my preferences. Um, do, do you think it's a generational difference uh, when it comes to bill delivery channels? 
Yeah, there's definitely a generational difference. I have some statistics to share. So in the utility sector, when we look at 18 to 29-year-olds, about 23% prefer printed bills. And when we look at the 60 and over demographic, we're more in the range of 57% preferring the printed documents. In the government sector, when we look at 18 to 29-year-olds, about 20% prefer the printed bill. And in the 60 and over demographic, we see 48% preferring printed documents. So there's a definite trend here. And for myself, I fall in between these two demographics. And so I'll just speak to my preferences a little bit. Um, I have most of my bills set up in the digital channels, but there is one area that I like to receive that printed mail, and that's my financial statements. So whether I'm receiving those on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis, I like receiving that hard copy in the mail, and then I file it into a binder where I can come back and reference it at a later point in time. So I want to talk a little bit about millennials and them being uh, the new customer group to focus on. But we can't forget about those loyal customers that have, you know, been with the utility services for 15 or more years. And they deserve the same good customer experience that the millennials want, whether that's digital or whether that's printed. So the fact of the matter is people just aren't quite ready to give up on their mail. At Kubra, we have over 200 clients that are still using our mail stream. And on average, we print 350 million pieces of mail annually. We've surpassed that this year, actually, at around uh, 360 million pieces being delivered by mail. That's a lot of mail. I wonder if anyone's ever done one of those infographics where they they show like all the, the stacks of envelopes on top of each other and say, this reaches to the moon three times or something. But I mean, that just seems like a lot, a lot of mail. So you bring up some good statistics about adoption rates across different generations. And there was a few... Um, few numbers you were throwing around there. So I'll, I'll see if I can summarize this. So I think what you were saying was that basically consumers a that were age 60 and up are over twice as likely to receive their bills by mail than consumers in their 20s. So, so why do you think customers still prefer the physical mail? Sure. Well, I think there's several reasons that people are still stuck on paper. Uh, for one, some people just aren't comfortable with using the computers, internet, and email. And similarly, some people are concerned about uh, viewing or having their personal information online. They're also worried about missing that digital delivery and therefore missing a payment. We also know that some people prefer to receive documents uh, because they're easier to review when you have something in your hand. They like that hard copy as a reminder. And then there's people like me who like to receive them and keep them for their own records. I was recently talking to my father, who's in his young 70s, about his uh, trends towards billing and payment, and uh, I think back about 10 years ago, and I would say that everything for him was coming in the mail, every single bill, every single invoice, every single document. And um, over this sort of 10-year time span, he's moved more towards that digital adaptation. And uh, so now he actually told me the other day that he has only two remaining bills that he actually walks into the bank and pays for. So everything else has been converted to digital. Oh, that's great. So uh, people people do change over time, right, on, on their own uh, timeline. So, yeah, that's right. So uh, one other reason I could think of as you were talking, um, so I, I, I work in an area uh, where we're um, – implementing a, a prepay offering, which means you pay for your money before you use it or pay as you go. And there's no concept of a bill in that situation because you've paid the money ahead of time. So we've heard instances where where uh, consumers have gone to this, you know, this great pay-as-you-go model and 
they get to the end of the month and there's no bill and you know that's fine there's no bill excellent and then they they go go somewhere maybe they want to go register their kids at the local school district or they want to go uh, apply for some government service or something you know in a city or a town and they're asked for proof of residency in that in that jurisdiction and, and the typical way you would do that one way is you bring a, a recent bill and you say here's my name here's my address showing that that I qualify in this area and now we've uh, we've given people these great choices about paying ahead of time and all of a sudden we've taken their bill away and it has this other ripple effect that no one thought of so so staying with you know paper in that case would also be helpful to um, you know, to establish your residency and eligibility for certain programs or services in the, in, in the area that you live. So anyways, um, that was just another example we can add to your list. So uh, you are the team lead for DocWeb DocsDirect. Um, so that's the software behind the Kubra email solution. Could you explain a little bit about what DocWeb and DocsDirect are? Okay, so the email platform is actually made up of two components, DocsDirect and DocWeb. So I'm going to start off by talking about DocsDirect. And DocsDirect is sort of the behind-the-scenes applications and software uh, that allow companies to design and compose their documents, whether that's a bill, an invoice, or a letter. Um, and they provide the tools uh, for the company so that they can set up that whole channel. Uh, we have multiple delivery channels, and essentially we need to meet all of our end customers' needs. And when we talk about the doc web component, this is the web aspect of things where our clients would log in and they're able to configure and manage their implementations where they can apply marketing campaigns in the form of inserts, onserts, or on-bill uh, marketing messages. And then they're able to also monitor the process in real time. Oh, that's a great explanation. So can you tell me more about what, what role you and your team play in the end customer experience? Yes, absolutely. So when consumers think about the print and mail channel, they don't really always think about what goes into the process. They may think about there might be some data exchanged, and then there's documents which are created and delivered. They're not always thinking about the tools and features that are available and that can create a better experience for the customers and optimize print communications as well. Anyone working with this channel knows that there's certain things that can go wrong, and sometimes customers become aware of it as well. Uh, some of the things that come to mind are receiving a bill with the wrong information, receiving a message within that bill, which is really not targeted to your demographic, or then not even receiving a bill at all because it's been sent to the wrong address. So with the right tools and features, you can sort of eliminate these issues from happening and deliver a better end user experience. Well, those are uh, some uh, great examples. Um, I, I kind of... Uh... I'd love to hear more about um, like address correction, what you're talking about there. Um, we're right in the middle of tax season here, and you always hear something on the news about someone's dog received a tax refund or you know someone's pet snake got a refund or um, you know got a bill or something. So obviously there's there's real issues related to address correction. So I imagine that's one of the tools that um, you're talking about. Could you also you know give us some examples of tools or features that uh, support this better? Uh, user experience. Yeah, I can definitely talk about postal services. No one really likes receiving a, a bill in the mail because that means that you have to go and pay it. But worse than receiving a bill is potentially not receiving the bill. And so there's a couple of different features and services that are available on the iMail platform. Um, and I'll just talk about address correction to begin. So you can imagine that our clients are sending us our data and then 
they have addresses and there may be little blips or small mistakes within the address. So we have the ability to send those addresses through a tool called address correction, which comes back. And that really enables us to have a higher rate of uh, delivery with our mail. We also have a national change of address service. And an example of that, Alfred, is if you were moving from house A to house B, you can walk into the USPS and say, I'm moving and I want to have my mail forwarded from address A to address B for six months. And so we have that information available so we can change that directly on the bell on the bill without having USPS having to take care of that. And one of the other features that is provided relating to postal services is pre-sort in which we group the mail according to the area that it'll be delivered to. And uh, that that provides postal discounts for our billers. Uh, and so these kind of things relieve the burden from the customer from having to call their, their biller and have their address corrected and you know that sort of thing. So we also have real-time monitoring and that enables our clients to monitor their jobs and documents within the system. Another feature that sort of goes along with the USPS is that every single document that leaves our facilities in the United States is marked with a unique identifier, which is a USPS barcode. And we scan that barcode as it leaves our facilities. And then as it travels through the different USPS facilities, it gets scanned there. And then subsequent to this, USPS sends that data back to us. We upload that into our system and the billers can then log on and maybe troubleshoot documents that haven't been delivered or they just may want to track where a specific envelope has gone. So aside from all of these postal uh, postal tools, we also have marketing tools built into the system. And billers can set up marketing campaigns in the forms of uh, inserts, onserts, and on-bill messaging. And what they can do is they can target that to their demographics and make a more personalized billing experience, which can help to drive action and raise awareness for the end customer. So that's all. That's fascinating. So uh, when I watched the you know U.S. Postal Carrier, Postal Service Carrier, or when I was younger, a Canada Post Postal Carrier carry the mail. When I think about mail delivery, I think. I mean, high tech does not come to mind, right? So I always think like low tech, like somehow, you know, there's a bag, there's envelopes in it. Maybe they come out of a truck. But what you're giving us here is a, like a, a, a small glimpse into some of the technology that um, that you're involved with. And I'm sure there's even more complex technology at, the, at these um, organizations as well. So working so closely with the technology that, you know, as you do involved in print and mail solution, where do you see this channel heading in the future? Well, I don't see the channel going away entirely. Um, there are customers that are relying heavily and they prefer to receive those hard copy of their bills and their invoices. So what we can do is we can evolve that channel and we can make it transitional and integrate other digital tools within. A typical Kubra implementation would start off with mail as the basis for that. So assuming that all of the clients might want some sort of mail. And then the end customer has the ability to subscribe to a variety of the different electronic or digital outlets. Uh, some examples of that we talked about earlier, email, online bill presentment, and SMS. So when they subscribe to these channels, we also have the ability to suppress their mail from the printed stream, reducing the paper, and just giving the end customer what they're looking for. And so it's very rare to also see a client go entirely digital. 
Uh, we've also had some utilities request that we minimize the amount of information which is printed on the physical bill, and then somewhere within we have a message directing them to go online to gather more information and to dig deeper into the content or data that we have for them. Uh, just as I'm thinking about that, that strikes me as, so essentially you're, you're providing like a backstop or, I don't know, a safety net might be kind of extreme, but, but it's like at the bare minimum, everyone... <laughs> um, is set up to receive a paper bill. And that's what people traditionally are comfortable with. And then you're providing tools to allow these people to essentially wean themselves off of paper on their own terms, at their, you know, at their, on their own schedule and with their own comfort level. And if they choose not to, you know, it's great. They'll, they'll stay with the paper. Um, I imagine maybe um, organizations would also um, you use this mechanism to to, to nudge their c- consumers into going digital over time. Like, like like you mentioned, like over time, maybe they will be printing less on the bill, and they'll say, "Click here to go online to get more information." But it sounds like uh, again, you're giving consumers choices to let them decide if and how quickly they want to go from from the old way of paper bills to, to kind of the new digital channels. And I think that that seems very em- uh, empathetic and respectful of people and their different comfort levels. And I think that's great. So are there any tips you can share to enhance the customer experience within the print and mail channel? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the first things that I would say is that it's it's worthwhile to invest in full color printing. And it may seem like a very large investment up front, but I think that billers will find that as time passes, their customers become more satisfied. And then you also sometimes see a decrease in customer service calls. So I have some uh, numbers to share with you here. For billers, research shows that firms get paid 30% faster when they use color statements as opposed to black and white. Brand recognition tends to go up. And with critical information highlighted on the bill, we see 43% of customers more likely to pay on time, 31% are more likely to pay the full amount of the bill, and 54% are more likely to read the actual communications. And on consumer side, 76% find that Color helps them locate information more effectively on the bill, and 36 say that using color to emphasize important information improves their mail communications. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I know intuitively to me it feels like color does something uh, you know different for me compared to black and white. I mean, I see it when I want to go uh, decide what movies to watch. I think I have a bias against black and white movies. There's something about color that's more you know engaging or or you know, satisfying. And, um, but at the same time, you know, the bill has the information regardless of whether it's black or white or color. I mean, there's, but there is something, I don't know, interesting about color and why, um, why that would get people to pay their bill more. I mean, it's like, I don't understand. So it's interesting to think about. Do you have any other tips? Yeah. So I agree with you though. Definitely, uh, color can draw the eye. And uh, one of my own utility providers recently moved to color and they did a complete redesign on their bill, highlighting specific key features. Uh, For me, they moved a lot of information to the first page, certain things like the amount due, uh, charts comparing my consumption from last year versus this year, um, how efficient I am among my peers. uh, And we actually have a family goal to consume less. So this bill and this redesign was really great for me and helped me to read the bill and find the pertinent information that I was looking for. So that brings me to my second tip, and that's that 
people or companies should think about redesigning their bill every three to five years. An effective redesign can reduce costs and call volumes, and it can increase customer satisfaction and ease of doing business. I think that's a good reminder. I mean, I, I know we all get busy with, you know, with our more pressing, urgent projects. And if you're a uh, company or utility and you've let your bill reassessment uh, slip away from you, maybe now's a good time to uh, bump it back to the top of your list and maybe make it a, a New Year's resolution. But uh, you know, do the redesign consider how color might help you? Uh, well, get paid more, to put it bluntly. Yeah, for sure. It's a definite opportunity to boost your customer satisfaction. I just want to mention also that 20% of respondents to Chartwell's 2018 billing survey indicated that they had just completed or they were planning to embark on a bill redesign effort soon. So utilities are starting to realize that there's value in redesigning their customer-facing documents. Well, I think that's good news. I, I know there's so much focus is given uh, or attention is given to websites and pages, so, so the digital experience and how they impact customer experience, that we forget that physical documents can also benefit from the same focus. So do, do you have an example you could provide about how a document redesign affected a customer experience? Yeah, one project comes to mind, actually. It was for one of the largest natural gas suppliers uh, within the United States. And they had a couple of goals when they went into their redesign process. They wanted to boost satisfaction. They wanted to increase or make their branding more consistent across all of their documents. And they wanted to drive action through onserts. So after they went through the redesign process, they surveyed their customers and they actually found that 90% were stating that the bill was much improved and uh, they shared some customer comments with us. So one story in particular stood out for me. Uh, there was a client and, uh, sorry, an end customer and she was receiving her bills before the redesign and there was a credit on her account and she was paying that on a month to month basis even though she didn't have to. And then after the redesign where that important information was highlighted on the new bill, she was able to see that there was a credit and that she didn't have to continue making these payments. Well, I mean, that that's a great story. That's, um, I bet you she was pretty happy to realize that she had a credit with the utility and was getting some money back. Well, Cynthia, thank you for sharing your insights into this physical print and mail channels that you work with. Um, it's de definitely been an eye-opener for me. I, I, I I mean, I can say I wasn't aware of all the technology that was involved um, delivering the, these physical assets, these envelopes and mail and, and, the, and you know, the pieces of paper that go inside uh, the envelope. So it's easy for me and I assume many of our listeners to automatically think of digital or online when we hear about customer experience. But you've given us some good facts and stories to think about when it comes to a customer experience with print and mail. So thanks again, Cynthia, for joining us today, and um, we'll talk again sometime. Thanks for having me, Alfred. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at KubraWay. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky. Goodbye for now. I hope you experience better. <laughs>